are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a October 30th, Tuesday morning edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and of course, your host here on Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It is another Blazers game day. It is a back-to-back day. The Blazers are, thankfully for them though, uh, feeling some good vibes after an impressive win last night to improve to 4-2 in Indiana, 103-93 over the Indiana Pacers on a night when Portland's backcourt really, you know, didn't have that much of a game. Nobody on the Blazers scored over 20 points, but the guys that really made the difference in this game were two guys from the 2017 draft class and two guys that you know have played together in summer league before and we've seen them win games in summer league but this is the first time they did it in a real game against the you know the, the real a, a good team in Indiana that made the playoffs last year and that is primed to be you know a fourth or fifth seed in the east Caleb Swanigan and Zach Collins were, were the big difference makers. Collins, along with C.J. McCollum, led the Blazers with 17 points. And then Swanigan had 11 points and 10 rebounds off the bench in about 19 minutes of action. Uh, it was an ugly game for a lot of it. No, None of the guards in this game really shot a good percentage at all. Uh, C.J. McCollum a little bit better than, than some, at going 7 for 15 from the field. And Dame had uh, a tough night after scoring 40 points in back-to-back games, which is understandable. Uh, you know, you, you're not going to be hot forever. It's hard to score 40 in back-to-back games, let alone in three straight. So Lillard had 16 points, but the Blazers picked him up, and and that is really an impressive thing to see. And once again, the Blazers bench uh, just continues to to play well, and and they really. Uh, you know, won this game for the Blazers, frankly. I mean, and it's not just Collins, not just Swanigan. It's Evan Turner, who was 6 of 9 from the field. It's Nick Stauskas, who was 3 of 6 from the field. Uh, you know, all these guys that have been playing a, a really big role in the Blazers' success so far this season played it again last night, and they did it on a night when the starters, for the most part, didn't really have it so it uh was an impressive win and and it's it's one of those wins uh, one of my buddies said that to me right after the win was you know this is one of those wins that when you're in march and april you look back at the schedule and you look like wow like it was a great thing that they got that win in october against indiana and because uh, you, you look at the schedule, that's not a gimme. Uh, I, I think that's very fair to say uh, that, that it's not just a, you know, an assumption that you're going to be able to go on the road and win in Indiana. And uh, Portland has. So 
they've gone to two and one on the road trip again. They're four and two, and then they play once again tonight. And we'll talk about that game in a little bit. But I uh, just wanted to talk again about Zach Collins delivering on the offensive end again. 17 points, continuing to make threes, continuing to make the right plays out of the pick and roll, posting up when he has opportunities against smaller guys getting blocks and I think he probably got shorted a couple of blocks in the last game because I thought he had more than one just watching uh, the game unfold but uh, he's really been great and, and, and Damian Lillard told uh, you know according to uh, NBC Sports Northwest Jamie Hudson had an article about you know Damian Lillard saying that that he thinks Zach Collins has defensive player of the year potential and uh you know, he, he's had some games where he's had a lot of blocks and, and, and things like that, but I think we can go a little bit deeper and, and, and maybe dig into why uh, Dame believes that. And uh, just a couple more rundown things from this Blazers-Pacers game before we get to that next segment. Yusuf Nurkic hit his first three-pointer of his career. He had an otherwise pretty tough night going two of six from the field and only playing 17 minutes and his playing time has been compromised a little bit by Collins but uh you know it's good to see him still engaged and and playing out there he he had five rebounds he had two assists and he also got in some early foul trouble which really plagued the Blazers early and I think him picking up two fouls in the first two minutes of the game or whatever it was and then forcing Myers to come out there and then Myers picked up three fouls in his very short time out there and then Collins came out and Collins you know played a clean game played well defensively and he really delivered so uh I I just think it was a case of foul trouble and and when you get an early foul trouble it's going to throw you off I don't think uh Nurkic's playing time is going to be in danger anytime soon uh but we're going to talk about that and talk about maybe starting Collins and, and and also, you know, what's been going on with Collins' minutes when he's been on the court with the Blazers. So we'll be right back. And we're back here on Lockdown Blazers. So it is a big deal right now the way Zach Collins is playing. And... Uh, I, I addressed this the other on Twitter during the game. Is that, you know I'm I understand the temptation to start him. Uh, he's been so good. He's been finishing games, and I think that's really the most important part. You know, it, it's it's not that he's you know it's not that he's not the future of the team, but and that that so far he hasn't played like the best big man on a team because I think it's it's fair to say that he has. But I, I don't necessarily think you need that yet because the Blazers do have a lot of capital invested in Yusuf Nurkic. He has been a very good defender. Their their defense is still pretty solid. And I think one of the, the struggles that they've had so far in the starting lineup is that C.J. McCollum just has not played at the level. He, he His percentages were a little bit better yesterday, but he just hasn't quite played at the level that we've been accustomed to seeing him play. And I think that probably should come around. And if that does come around, I think that offense with that group is going to be a little bit better because as we stated on the podcast after Saturday's game, the Blazers starting lineup has actually been okay defensively. It's just offensively they have not 
been very good. And overall, after uh, six games, the Blazers are 16th in defense and second in offensive efficiency. Uh, so that's in points per possession using both of those on both sides of the ball. And I said we would talk about what's going on in Zach Collins' minutes, and so we're going to talk about that. Collins so far has has been a revelation so far this season when Collins is on the court in 129 minutes over six games. The Blazers have a 17.1 net rating, which is is, is phenomenal. Uh, so that means they're scoring at a high clip when he's on the court. That means they're defending at a very good rate when he's on the court at about 100, which would be you know right up there with some of the best teams in the league. On a regular basis, and then you throw that into with a very high offensive rating, and uh, it's easy to see why people want to start Collins. And and I don't necessarily think they should, as I just mentioned, with you know how much stuff they have invested in Nurkic, and and also just that Nurkic isn't you know Nurkic isn't barbecue chicken. You know he's not a guy that you can't play. He's good at stuff that you need your big guy to be good at. He's a good rebounder. He gets second chances. He's a good passer. He's a good defender. Um, and so I don't see any reason to move Nurk to the bench unit. And also, I think the bench has been so good that you don't want to break that up. And part of the success of the bench unit is having Evan Turner handle the ball with four guys that are threats to shoot and and that can do some things and are a little bit more mobile out there and i think i don't i don't think it would look the same if you put nurkic in collins's place as the backup i just don't see it and i think the role that they have collins in coming off the bench right now i think is perfect and i and portland has been great you know Maybe if you're if you're talking about making a change, maybe you make it in the playoffs when when rotations are shorter and, and you're willing to have guys play more minutes and there's more days between games and all that stuff. But I think as of right now in the regular season, there's no need to mess with it. I I, I just don't think there's really any reason to mess with it at all. And you know they they haven't been outscoring their opponents when he's not been on the court, but it hasn't been to the it, it's been a minus three net rating, which is not that bad i mean it's it's obviously not good to lose but it's a manageable number when you're killing the other team's bench every single game by double digits you know like it 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 ultimately comes back around with the way that collins has been playing the way turner's been playing the way turner's been setting him up and and collins has also been doing a great job of moving without the ball when he's out there and helping guards and ball handlers get free with dribble handoffs and he really works to find those guys and then move off the ball to get baskets and he's been doing a great job at cutting at shooting threes and stuff like that and I think uh not to say that he can't do that with the starting unit but I just know that it would probably be be better for that second unit if they had if they kept Collins with Stauskas and Curry and Turner and and that group. Um, and I think even more now with, with Harkless being out for who knows how long, uh, you need extra shooting out there. And, and I think you, know, you don't want to take Collins' shooting out of that lineup when it's given Turner you know, so much room to work and, and has really given the Blazers some new life, I think, um, with this group. Because I don't think... 
I don't think you know. I, I I didn't particularly expect this, and I don't think many people did. Obviously, they tried to recalibrate their roster to do this, and uh, you know, so credit to the Blazers front office and Neil Olshea, but uh, you know, this team really is is in a good spot, and and. Uh, I don't think they need to mess with anything quite yet. Other than the Harkless injury, uh, I, I, I don't really think that there's too much to worry about. Um, I, I don't know anything about Harkless as far as tonight is concerned. I would assume that he's out. Uh, it was pretty cool, though, that Anthony Simons uh, was activated on the active roster. And it seems like the, the Blazers really believe in him. They like him. Apparently, he's ahead of Gary Trent in the pecking order it seems maybe it's because he's a first round pick but I think it's because they they like what they've seen from him and I you know I'm not especially at that spot with the the rookies on the actives and inactives they usually do that as as, on a merit basis so uh I I think it's kind of cool that Simon's being so young and never playing college basketball is is so ready uh, and, and has already been getting added to the active roster. So uh, maybe maybe they get a chance. We get a chance to see some Anthony Simons tonight. Who knows? Uh, because uh, the Houston game, Portland are the underdogs, but Houston has struggled lately at home. So we're going to talk about the Houston Rockets, the team that the Blazers face tonight. We're at the Western Conference Finals last year, Game Seven, but uh, the team is not looking quite that fierce early on in this. NBA season. So we'll be right back. And we're back here for our last segment on Locked on Blazers. The Blazers are back on the floor tonight in Houston to face the Rockets. And the Rockets are are, are shorthanded. James Harden is out with a hamstring injury. So the Blazers will not have to face the reigning MVP this evening. But Chris Paul is still on the team and he's very, very good. And That'll be uh, a, a matchup for Portland, obviously. And uh, Nene is also out, a guy that has been, you know, just a, a solid player for the Rockets over the years. They added Carmelo Anthony over over the summer. They lost two of their best defenders in Luke and Baamute and, uh, gosh, I'm like Trevor Ariza. Uh, and, and so you, you, they lost two key guys that were a big part of their run to the Western Conference Finals to forcing the Warriors to a seventh game on their home floor and they they lost those guys and then they brought in Carmelo who's not necessarily a, a defensive you know uh, savant or anything I mean he's not a good defender I mean he's just not uh, he they thought they would add, he would add some pop offensively that hasn't really happened quite yet he hasn't had uh, that monster of a game, and 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 Houston has struggled obviously without James Harden, um, and I think that there's there could be a little bit of a fatigue factor after doing what they did last year, going as hard as they did uh, to try and beat Golden State to to win the number one seed and home court in the West, and the fact that that team is is just an older veteran team, it's. It's understandable, I think, that they would have a kind of a hard start to this season because of how close they were and also how focused they were on trying to beat Golden State. And 
one of the subplots going on with this Rockets team right now is that they are trying to make a trade for Jimmy Butler. And ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported over the weekend that, or before the weekend, excuse me, that that Houston was willing to send four first-round picks to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler. Uh, tomorrow, October 31st, is a very key date for the Houston Rockets because then they can add the salaries of Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris to another salary and use that in a trade for Butler. So uh, it could happen as soon as tomorrow, but it's not going to happen tonight. Uh, it's not going to happen before this game. So this could be a game before something big for Houston, potentially, Uh as they try to get into the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes and maybe that's something Portland can tap into and take advantage of because this team clearly looks like they're 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 not really in the present moment right now. They got run by the Clippers in their last game by 20 points at home after they blew a game against Utah the night before at home as well. So they lost two straight games at home as they wait the Blazers and right now, the, the, the Blazers are four-point underdogs, as I mentioned prior to this segment. Obviously, I think playing the, the back-to-back uh, is it, it doesn't help the Blazers because they traveled last night, they played last night. But, uh, you know, this Houston team, as, as good as they have been in years past and as good as the talent is on that team and the coaching as well with with Mike D'Antoni and Chris Paul even with no James Harden I, I I like Portland's chances against this team because so far Houston just hasn't been very good so I you know I get all the reasons why Houston's still favored but uh, the way Collins has been playing I think you know you, you have the chance for Nurkic to not you know foul out or, or not foul out early but pick up early fouls and kind of stunt his early play and kind of stunt the play of that first unit and maybe CJ can get going and uh, you know I think there's a lot of things that could work in Portland's favor and then of course Dame who had 16 points last night after scoring 40 back to back Houston has not been very good defensively and and while Chris Paul is a great defender it's October and maybe tonight is a night where Dame can get loose and 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 put up a lot of points tonight. I, I just think I like the matchup for Portland. They've played Houston tough in the past, and Harden has usually been the difference, and now th- th- they get him without Harden. But uh, Houston is going to be rested. They haven't played for a few days, so uh, that is also something to consider. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Blazers. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Tell your friends, and we'll be back here after the Houston game tonight on Tuesday uh, as the Blazers look to improve to 5-2 and two and finish their four-game road trip 3-1. and one. So until next time, we'll see you later.